Hey everyone, welcome to another week, another episode of Those Girls Podcast. My name's Mary. And I'm Rachel. Welcome back, week two, season season two, week two, episode two. I've been waiting for all day to talk about this. Today, something very important happened. I haven't even talked to you about this yet. I was going to say, what happened? <laughs> um, so as you guys know, I'm an entrepreneur. Mm. <laughs> Yes. Not really an entrepreneur, <laughs> but I do like to consider myself a bit of a girl boss, like a small one. Like I, I dabble in the girl bossing. Yeah. No, and I would definitely consider you in that category. I feel like when you like, I feel like like we have our masters, you know, like I'm like, I like am building my career kind of, I'm a little, I'm a little bit of a girl boss. So anyways, so Sarah Blakely, she is the owner of Spanx. She built Spanx from the ground up. She started Spanx with $5,000. She had $5,000 in her savings account and she sold it today for $1.2 billion. She oh my God. has held on to Spanx for 20 years. Oh, well, I was actually, I was about to say, I'm surprised that it hasn't been sold already. Spanx has been around forever. I know. She has never taken in any other money. She's never borrowed money. She's never had other, any investors, anything like that. And I have always like, she has just been such an idol for me because she is always, she's all about uplifting women and everything like that. Like she's just amazing. But she posted today that she, cause people will always ask her like, when are you going to sell Spanx? What are you going to you know, are you going to let other people invest? Are you going to go public with Spanx, et cetera, et cetera. And she just wouldn't, she would always say, you know, I'll know when the time is right. And apparently she felt like the time was right. And she sold it today for $1.2 billion. Isn't that wild? I mean, she really built it from the ground up. I just, I'm so impressed by her. So that was definitely a big moment in my life today. Okay, guys. So for this episode of those girls podcast, we're going to get into some Courtney and Travis recaps of their engagement, but then we're also going to get into our topic this week. And so we just want to give a little bit of a trigger warning, just so you guys can kind of go ahead and skip ahead. If you don't feel like this episode might be the episode for you, we are going to be talking about cheating. If you are someone who has been cheated on and that is obviously understandably very painful for you that you just, the topic of cheating is extremely painful for you. Or if the topic of cheating just brings you a lot of anxiety and thinking about it brings you a lot of anxiety, then this episode probably is not the episode for you. And we would just encourage you to go listen to last week's episode or listen to a different episode of ours. And we will be back next week with another episode. That will be hopefully less triggering for you. Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are engaged. He popped the question in a very public way. Like, I was just very surprised that it was just on the beach. Like, I've been on that beach. I've been literally right there. I don't really know, I guess, what I was expecting. It's not that it wasn't amazing, and I'm very, very happy for them, but I was a little caught off guard just how random it kind of seemed. This is the first Kardashian proposal that felt like 
I saw the whole proposal. Yeah. Like it was more within of an like event. minutes. Of yes. It happening. Like within seconds, people were on TikTok posting these videos of people that were actually on the beach that were taking videos of this celebrity couple that was about to get engaged. It felt like I was watching it happen live. Like yeah, 30 seconds after he popped the question, it felt like the whole world knew that he had just proposed. Yes, I would agree with that. I'm very happy for them. I'm super happy for Courtney. The ring is amazing. Her ring is the ring is huge. The ring is massive, but the actual proposal itself, I've never liked those. This is just my personal opinion. And if somebody's been proposed to this way, and if this is your thing or your dream, please do not come for me. This is just my opinion. I think it's ugly. I don't like it. I don't like the whole massive floral arrangements and roses in a heart or just like even in a circle with all these flowers and tons of candles. I've never really thought that big proposals like that ever look that pretty. I don't know why. The signs, that kind of stuff I've never liked when there's a massive sign. It's like, will you marry me in those massive block lights? Okay. I do agree. The signs are a little overdone. Like the the block light signs that say like, will you marry me? That is a little much, but I think I love the flowers. Like I think it's because I've never gotten like a big flower moment like that in my life. I just, I love an arrangement. I've never been into it. I, I don't know why whenever I see it, like when I saw Travis and Courtney's proposal, I was seeing all these comments on social media under the, underneath the post, like all these comments, of girls saying, oh my gosh, my dream proposal. This is amazing. This is beautiful. This is out of a movie. And when I saw that, I was, I don't know, maybe I'm just not that romantic in that sense. There's just something about it that I'm like, this just doesn't look pretty. This looks awkward and weird. Like it's like, we're, I don't know why it's just very odd to me. The ring though is the ring was what really shocked me. I was staring, I was staring at a picture of that ring for a long time. And I kept scrolling and refreshing my feed to just get new angles and new pictures. It is truly the most stunning thing I've ever seen. It's, it's insane. She finally posted a picture today of it. I love how tiny the band is. It's amazing. I'm looking at it right now and it's like, it's just so blinding. The ring is huge. Yeah, I know. It's they're saying on the internet that it is a million dollars, which does track. Um, I mean, it looks like it's a million dollars. I heard this theory on TikTok. Remember when everyone was going around and saying that they got engaged that one night in Vegas? Yeah. Like, remember there was like rumors of that? I heard that they did get engaged that night in Vegas. But then because they're filming the Hulu show and because Courtney is like trying to be more of part of it and because Kim is kind of stepping back from the Hulu show a little bit more, they did this proposal for the Hulu show. Honestly, it would make a lot of sense because of how public it was. Yeah. And it just feels like if they already had their actual engagement proposal moment in Vegas and it was just the two of them and it was kind of more intimate it would make sense that he would then do a more Kardashian proposal for the show. That would that actually yeah. wouldn't surprise me because I remember when they were po- when people were posting 
or I think it was Travis's daughter, Alabama Barker. Yeah. She posted on her story a few months back when they were in Vegas. So happy for you guys. Like, congratulations. And it was a very cryptic, weird post, but there was no ring. There was nothing else, but they were just in Vegas together. And everyone yeah. was like, did they secretly get married? Did they secretly get engaged? So actually, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Something that I feel like we need to cover because we're talking about Courtney and Travis is the Scott part of it. Uh, and I feel like we can't have the conversation without at least touching on Scott. Everybody was commenting where's Scott, how's Scott doing? Somebody, somebody check on Scott Disick if he's okay. And I personally do not feel bad for Scott. I used to feel bad mm, for Scott and I okay. no longer feel bad for him. Okay. He's had so many chances with Courtney and he's mm. had so many different opportunities to try to get get his life together and he just he just can't do it and they have beautiful children together and they're always going to be in each other's lives but I just feel like even when they were at their best something always happened where it just brought them so far down that I just feel like he was always bringing her down I've heard the take of like I don't feel bad for Scott and I think for me I just have too much nostalgia where like even if it's a toxic relationship where it both people are better off out of it. I really feel for Scott. I do. I just, I know I shouldn't, but it's all, it's like this part of me that always like kind of wants like the underdog or like the bat. It's not even the underdog, but like, I, I understand what you're saying. I think I just don't feel bad. It's not that I don't feel bad for Scott just in general as a person, but I think when it comes to Courtney's engagement, when people are saying, oh, we should really feel bad for Scott right now, I just think it should be more, we should be really happy that Courtney is actually moving on with her life and is finally out of that cycle. Because I think that it's really hard to break that cycle, especially with her and Scott. And I don't, there's just, there's just a level of maturity, I think in him that Scott will just never be able to amount to. And I think it probably makes her look at Scott and just in a way that's like, wow, I can never be with you because you cannot take care of me. Like you can barely take care of yourself half the time. And I, I think you're right. I think, and I think that is what makes me sad. I think hearing (laughs) that it makes me upset for him because I'm like, that sucks. Well, it does feel like he's never going to be fully happy now that she's going to be married to Travis Barker. There's a level of that where it feels like that's, and that's sad, but that does feel like a maturity problem and just kind of a Scott not being able to like take accountability and responsibility of a situation and like always being the victim. I mean, he has treated her horribly. So at times, I think that's where I just get so caught in the middle of like this rock and the hard place where I'm like, he has been awful to her at times he's been also so embarrassed she's been so embarrassed by him on so many different occasions yeah and I think she he's the father of her children so obviously she's always going to root for him in that way she's always going to want him to and she does obviously like care and love him in a different way now so she's always going to want the best for him but I think the level of of embarrassed that she's experienced because yeah. of him is just too much. I don't know. I just don't think that she has to worry about that stuff with Travis. And I think there's something about that that allows them to have a way deeper 
relationship. I think what's hard for me and even probably what's hard for people, and this is like a great segue into our actual topic that we're talking about today is like when people have been betrayed, whether, or like deeply, deeply wounded specifically when they have been like cheated on, like she truly gave that relationship her all. I mean, she had three kids with him. She was with him for over 10 years. She, you cannot look at that relationship and say that Courtney did not try. She tried and tried and tried again. Yeah. She tried more. She tried more than your average person probably would say that they would try in a relationship with or without kids, honestly. But I think a lot of what is in Courtney's case, you know, she was able to finally kind of say enough is enough. I am not going to be in a relationship with you anymore because this is not healthy for me. You know, draw that boundary. Then Scott was able to go on, get clean. He was able to kind of like get his life together. And I think now all of us are like rooting for him because we've seen how they can love each other. And I think that's why I feel, I think any of us feel so bad for Scott because it's like, man, like the timing was just so off on this. And, you know, now he's able to be a great and functional dad to his kids. And he, you know, the family accepts him and loves him and he's best friends with Chloe and him and Kim are getting along. And so, you know, Chris loves them. So it's like the whole family loves him and him and Courtney have a great co-parenting relationship. And so all that to say, I think it's like one of those weird situations where now that he is like in a good spot, just because he's in a good spot, doesn't mean that she, that erases that history that they've been through. And I think it really is like the healthiest thing for Courtney to move on. But this is obviously just me mourning, you know, (laughs) but I do think it is a good, I do feel like this is a good segue into our actual topic, which is yes, cheating, infidelity, the all infidelity. <laughs> it really feels like it's just kind of taken over. And I, I almost feel like I've adapted this mindset now that I just assume that like every celebrity, not everyone I know, but like, I just kind of assume that like, unless I'm told otherwise, like you're kind of in like an open relationship, (laughs) even if you're married, it does feel like you learn that somebody's had an affair or that person's cheating or they cheated on their wife or their husband or their girlfriend or their boyfriend. It feels like you just hear that all the time. And it's always with somebody too, that's very surprising. And then somebody will say to you, wait, why are you surprised? And then it almost takes you aback and, and you think to yourself, okay, I guess, am I just totally naive? Like, am I just ignorant to the fact that everybody seems to be having an affair? Is this just a common thing that happens? And I just assume the best in people because I want to, I want that to be true. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. You kind of feel like stupid almost when someone, when I, I, I feel dumb whenever I'm surprised, even with a celebrity. It also seems like everywhere on TikTok since the summer, I think is when it started. I've been seeing these videos and they're like, Hey, if you have a husband and his name's Jacob and he's in Nashville 
this weekend for his bachelor party, he's cheating on you. Different situations like that where some girl is exposing this guy or girl. I've seen it the other way around too, where a guy will post the same kind of video and be like, just so you know, your girlfriend's cheating on you. This is what she looks like. And it's like, people are just exposing people on the internet. And I've been seeing so many of them. And I'm just like, what is going on? Why are people doing this? And, but they've always been doing it. It's not a new thing. People have always cheated it's a very common unfortunately sadly it's a common thing that happens the thing with tiktok is that is happening is like it is becoming this like let's expose everyone thing like the couch guy yeah like viral if i was in that situation i would just let i would just let the internet wash over me like you cannot defend you just have to let the internet just run you over and just, and, move, and just wait for them to move on to the next poor yes. person that's going <laughs> like, to be viral like the, for some other reason. And then maybe they'll forget about you. Yes. Like let the internet find their next victim. It will only be you for like a week, but if you keep defending yourself and keep trying to like make it a thing, then baby girl, it's only going to last longer and it's only going to make yourself worse. It just sucks. Here's my thing with cheating. Obviously for this conversation, like the reason we wanted to talk about it is because it is a common thing that happens in a lot of relationships, married or not. And I would say, obviously, we're not pro cheating. We're like, we're both very, very against cheating in a relationship. But it does seem like a topic that's not super black and white. Like it does feel like there are a lot of different opinions and situations where people feel very differently. Like we were literally just talking about Travis and Courtney getting engaged and her relationship with Scott, like they have three kids together and he cheated on her before and they were able to move past it. Like Chloe and Tristan Thompson, that massive cheating scandal. Like I think people have different, people have a lot of opinions, I think on just cheating in general, especially forgiving somebody once they've cheated. Yeah. Like I have one friend who she's always said that cheating is the one thing that she could never forgive. I don't feel that deeply in my bones about it, where I feel like if you, if you cheat on me, I could never be with you. I could never like, you know, look at you. Yeah. No, I mean, it would be so painful. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, I think it would be so painful and it would be one of the most difficult things that Daniel and I ever walked through, but I couldn't imagine us not working through that. Well, you're also, I like to believe that we would work it out and that we would figure it out. But I do think that being married or not married is a huge, huge difference in whether or not people are open to working it out or if people are just definitely like that's a deal breaker. I agree with that. I mean, I think obviously my perspective is coming from someone who's married. So I can't imagine that there's many things that Daniel and I would not try to work out. Obviously that will depend upon the situation for sure. Like we both have to be willing to work it out. I mean, I've had friends and other people in marriages who one of the spouses cheats on the other and they do not like they're, they don't want to work it out. And so obviously you can't, 
you can't really do anything with that. Um, but I think it's, it is very different in dating. Here's the deal. I might get some pushback on this one. I think even in dating, I don't even know if I want to say, say it. it, say it. What What's it, your hot take? What's your hot take? I was going to say, cause I think people, I think, I think there's people that hold the opinion, even in dating, like as soon as he cheats or she cheats, like it's an immediate, like it's an immediate cancel. No. It's an immediate no for me, like break up. But I don't know if I necessarily feel that way. I mean, this is not my, this is not me giving anyone a pass to cheat. Like, but I'm like, if you're a guy or a girl listening, do not say like, Oh, well, Rachel Wagner said it's fine to cheat. You can work through it. No, don't (laughs) cheat. Be faithful. But I think fully depends upon the situation. Like you think there's degrees of you've been dating for someone for five years and you are out one night and you have had too much to drink and you are in a, you put yourself in a compromising situation. You shouldn't have done it. And it was a one-time situation. And the next morning you call your person that you're dating and say, Hey, I really made a horrible decision. I put myself in a situation I shouldn't have. I want to talk to you about it, but I wanted to go ahead and let you know you're honest about what you did. You own your mistake. To me, like if it's a situation like that, you're not like going behind the person's back consistently. You know, I I think there can be layers of like, you can work through something like that. Okay. Yes. And no, yes. And no. I think that for me, just the way knowing myself and I feel like if it happened once, I think it would hurt me so badly that I don't know if I'd be able to actually forgive or if I'd be able to actually let it go and move past it. I feel like I would be really good at like hurting my own feelings all over again and like spiraling in that. Like, you know what I mean? Where even if you decide you're going to forgive that person or you're going to try to move forward with it, I feel like if I were cheated on like that, it would just the relationship would never be the same and I would never be the same. Like I would just think about it. I don't think I would be ever be able to ever not think about it. Sometimes it's almost like I wouldn't be able to go on with it or the other person probably wouldn't either almost like punishing them for it. I mean, I'm not telling you that it's not going to take a while to move past something like that. I mean, I think if the question is, do we think that it's an immediate like cancel, like Unfor- unforgivable. I think people can work through it. I think that it probably depends on the degree of cheating that happened. I think like, I agree. Said, I do think there's a difference between you cheating on somebody and taking accountability for it and being honest yeah. about it. And being- because here's the thing. I don't believe that because you've cheated, that means you're a bad person. I don't think that. I know that some people feel like somebody that's cheated means they're a terrible person. I don't really agree. I feel like you can be a a good person that that did a bad thing and that like made a mistake or you like really messed up, but I don't think it automatically puts you into a category of you're a terrible person. I'm not saying like the cheating just happens, but I think people people end I think people can surprise themselves at the situations that they end up putting themselves in or the decisions that they make that are very out of character. So like, I don't think that you should just be canceled because you did it, but I do think there's a huge difference between 
a mistake and you're having an affair or you're being secretive, you're being, you're being sketchy, or you're also just like making a habit of, of doing things that are not technically cheating yet, but kind of building its way like up there, like, like there's emotional cheating and there's physical cheating. We're not just talking about like sleeping with somebody else, like a one night stand. Like we're talking about, there's a whole long list of things that could be considered cheating. All I'm saying is there, you know, people used to say once a cheater, always a cheater. And I just don't believe that that's true. I think people can change. Well, I, I also think that I think when people talk about cheating, sometimes it's always talked about from the perspective of this person got cheated on. But I also think it's hard when the the perspective is like the other way around. Like say you have a friend, like if you came to me tomorrow and said, I cheated on Daniel, it's like, well, you're one of my best friends and you're not a horrible person. And now because I'm friends with the person that did the cheating, my position on it is obviously going to be different than if you were to come to me and say, Hey, Daniel cheated on me. And so that is why it is such a complicated topic because there is really no like one answer for it. Cause my, my, my reaction is going to be completely different based off of whether you cheated or you were cheated on. Like if you came to me and told me that you cheated on Daniel, I, I think I would obviously be like, very upset for you because you would be extremely upset in general. Like you'd be having yeah. a breakdown because you'd be like, what, what have I done? You know, I would expect if, if Daniel cheated on me, I would expect his friends to be very disappointed to give him a nice talking to, I would expect them to, you know, really sit him down and tell him how wrong he is for doing that. But I would not expect them to like stop being his friend just because of one bad thing that he did. And, you know, obviously Daniel and I would have to decide like what we wanted to do within our own marriage, but depending upon where, what Daniel and I decided with our marriage, like I'm, I'm hoping that my friends would be supportive of me either way we would have to move on, you know, like, well, I think even if you move on though, I think the tough part about cheating is that it divides people so much, even among your friends where like, if somebody cheats on their partner, married or not married, their friends have opinions. And it's, I think honestly, it's worse if you decide, this is just my opinion, but I think it's kind of worse if you decide to stay and work through it, because I think people like almost feel bad for you. It's like, they don't respect you. If you decide to stay and try to work through it, or if you try to forgive somebody, I feel like there's a little bit of a stigma there. I'm just using Chloe Kardashian as an example. Cause she's a celebrity example. But when she decided to get back with Tristan Thompson and everybody was just giving her so much shit for it and just coming for her and people saying things like, how could you do that after what he did to you? Like, this is so sad that she's trying to do this. And people felt really bad for her, like almost like she didn't have respect for herself or, you know, how could she allow herself to be treated like that? And it sucks though, because there is the other side to it. Like you're, like you're pointing out that to forgive somebody and to try to work through something is also very much between the two of you, but it makes it difficult when people have such strong opinions about 
if it's okay or not to get back together with somebody that cheated on you. They, and yes. it, it makes it feel like it's very black and white in, in that, in that aspect, even though it's really not. It almost feels like this is one topic that everyone is going to have an opinion on in your life. We're not trying to normalize cheating <laughs> Hear hear that those girls are not trying to normalize cheating, but I think there is definitely this thing where it's kind of almost if you, if you stay with the person that cheated on you, you do not respect yourself. Yeah. And I don't think that that's true. Obviously if I was married, I would try. I don't take the stance of, if you do that, we're absolutely done. We're not even going to have a conversation type of like thing. That's probably not what I would do, but I think I would just always, I think I would create issues because I was, I would always be looking. I just don't think I would ever trust, trust him again. Like, Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's the difficult part for me is I, if I were to lose trust with somebody like that, I think even if we were going to work through it, and even if I was trying to move past it, I think I would always be on guard. Like, I feel like I would always be looking and I would start doing things like, I'm going to look through your phone. I'm going to like, almost like trying to catch like somebody, because I think once that happens, it would be really difficult for me to like actually have trust there again. I almost feel like something like that is like, your old relationship is broken and then you just have to like completely rebuild. I also have a take on cheating that people might not agree with, but I kind of feel like women cheat more than men. And I know that there's studies that say otherwise that men are more likely to cheat than women are. But I, I just really don't think that's true. Men are maybe more likely to get caught cheating but I definitely feel like women cheat as much, if not more than men. They're just better at hiding it, honestly. I feel like women are better liars than men. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think, I think we can really do a, a great job of lying. And so I think if women wanted to cheat and not get caught, that we, like, we could do that easily. Well, yeah. Okay. I think that's what I'm, I think that's what I mean because I'm not saying that women cheat more because they want to. I just think that there's not as many women that are going to get caught cheating and they could be out here having an entire affair and you're way less likely to actually know about it because they're so good at lying and being manipulative if they want to be. Okay. I, I would agree with that. Okay. And again, we're not saying that you should cheat. (laughs) Nobody, I don't want anybody listening to this episode to think, wow, Mary and Rachel are so pro cheating and they're just going to forgive and they're just so, they just don't care. They've probably cheated. Like, no, that's not what we're saying. But if you're, if you're cheating or if you've cheated, I feel like the only way that you can actually move forward, even if it ends up breaking you up, I feel like is by coming clean about it because I just feel like that is going to spiral. Like it will come up. I don't know. I just don't know how that, like if you're married and you've had an affair, but then you ended it and they just never find out. I feel like at some point they end up finding out like they have to, right? Yeah. It's kind of wild to me, even in a relationship, like even if you just dated someone and like, if you cheated and you just never said anything like that's wild to think about that. But that's what happens all the time. Like people continue, I think for the most part, people just continue cheating until they end up getting caught. I just think that's so like scary to me to think about that. Well, you never actually know somebody and that's just a terrifying thought, honestly. Like as much as you think that you do and as much as you, as much as you can know somebody, but at the end of the day, you never really do. 
not trying to instill this fear into yeah, people we're not. listening, but honestly, it's true and unfortunate, but you really don't. We're not out here looking to like, if you're not afraid of your partner cheating on you, we're not out here looking to like add to that fear for you. Here's the thing at the end of the day, I'm not, we're not here for cheating. It's a terrible thing. It's awful. Like if my boyfriend started DMing some girl just to like have a conversation, but like you don't know her, but you like found her on Instagram or found her on TikTok or you start Snapchatting some like girl from the internet. It's like that to me is cheating. And honestly, if you're out here cheating on your significant other, my my advice is just break up with them, but don't tell them. I, I really believe that. Like, I think that if you've cheated on somebody and you're like, wow, that was awful. Why did I do that? You should just break up with them. If you're not going to tell them, then break up with them and just don't give them the trust issues for the rest of their life. Okay. Because it feels like, like if say like one of my ex-boyfriends, if they cheated on me, but then they just break up with me, it's like, okay, I don't need to know that you cheated on me. Cause then I feel like I'm going to bring that into a new relationship and it's not really relevant because you don't really want to be with me in the first place and you ended it. So whatever, that's fine. I don't like, I don't need to know that. Does that make sense? I don't know what I would want. Anyways, that, that kind of wraps up our conversation about cheating. Just don't do it. It's just not great. We don't endorse, but do not endorse, but we also do not judge if you are working through it or if you're forgiving somebody or if you've done it, but you're coming clean and you're trying to, you know, you really messed yep. up. We, we appreciate honesty here, honesty yes. and integrity. Amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of those girls podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We have so enjoyed chit chatting with you guys and we will see you guys next week.